Well, hello, 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 everyone. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. This is Pastor Rachel coming before you again with another episode of my podcast. I'll call Two Points of View. Today is March 16, 2022. And this particular segment is going to deal with the number seven. The number seven holds so much significance in the universe. I mean, there are seven days in the week. There are seven um, continents and the oceans. I believe they call it the seven seas. And as we know in the word of God, he created the heavens and the earth in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. So seven is so, so, so amazing. I've always liked that number and I can't even tell you or begin to explain why, but it's something about it. And I, it may be because of my birthday. My birthday is 412 and you break that down. Four plus one plus two equals seven. My mother, um, God rest her soul. I miss her so much. I lost her seven years ago on the 21st of this month. It will be seven years since I lost my mother to small cell lung cancer. Isn't that interesting? And she also happened to be the seventh daughter of seven daughters. Wow. <laughs> the number seven. We know that the seven, the number seven is equivalent to completeness, to wholeness, to the end of a cycle. Isn't that amazing? The number seven. Wow. I'm thinking about the different scenarios in the Bible where the number seven was significant. Um, the leper, Naaman. He was a wealthy man and he had leprosy. And he wanted to be healed from his leprosy. So he went to the prophet Elisha and he asked him to you know, to pray, to intercede for him so that he could get healed from his leprosy. And the prophet told him to go and wash um, in the Jordan River seven times. <laughs> and Naaman got upset because the Jordan River was a dirty, nasty waterway. And he was, he said to him, he said, you know, there are many other water um bodies of water where I could wash up in. Why this one? And it's interesting because human nature, you know, you would think that way, you know, you would want to wash yourself in something clean. But leprosy was a dirty disease. So it needed to go in a dirty body of water. And I remember when I first came across that story, I was thinking the same way Naaman was until God dealt with me. His dirty disease needed to go in a dirty body of water. <laughs> he didn't want his leprosy to go in a clean body of water. Just think about it. You wouldn't have wanted to go to the water well and someone had washed in it and um, in the water with leprosy. Ew. You know, that's gross. But that's just how we think. You know, we don't always think the way that we should think. And that's why this podcast is called Two Points of View, because man has his points of view and God has his points of his point of view. And at the end of the day, it's his point of view that matters. 
because nobody can vote him in and nobody can vote him out. He's God and he's God on by himself. And that's just how it is. The rainbow. I love when after it rains, you can bet your last and bottom dollar that there's going to be a rainbow somewhere. The rainbow has seven colors. Isn't that amazing? And even in our solar system, there are seven physical planets that are influenced or that have influenced our humanity. Now, I don't know exactly what those seven planets are, but I do believe it to be true because the number seven is the completion. It stands for the completion of a thing. And like I said, on the seventh day, God rested. And I know the Bible says that it was seven days, but I'm inclined to believe that it may have been seven years because one day is as a thousand years unto the Lord and a thousand years is as one day. So and as we know, all of us who um, live godly in Christ Jesus, God doesn't move all the time in a quick or sudden manner. Now, sometimes he does depending upon the situation. Um, I remember one time when I was driving and I was living in Ohio and um, I was on State Street and it's a two, um, two lane street. And on the side that I was on, on the passenger side, it was just a brick wall. There was nowhere to move over, okay, in the event something was to happen. And I'm on my way home, and there's this pickup truck, and it's coming the opposite direction. And it's starting to rear over, to come over into my lane. And, and I said, Jesus, and immediately... I mean, right before impact, he, whoever was driving, he hurried up and got back in their lane. And all I could think was, good God, I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Because if he had hit me, he probably would have killed me instantly. Because he was going too fast and I had nowhere to go. Because of the brick wall that was on the passenger side. My goodness, every seven years, I seem to go through some kind of transition. Um, I got saved in 1992. Um, 1999, I ended up moving, let's see, from um, one community to the next. Um, I was in the ministry that I was born again in for seven years. And then after those seven years, then God dealt with me to go to another ministry. And people were so angry with me because they were like, you know, why would you leave somewhere? And I had to, I had an understanding that I don't belong to man. I belong to God. And at the end of the day, he knows where we need to be. So it's so important that you understand that. Okay. Even in your walk, um, the walls of Jericho. On the sixth, they had to walk around the wall six times. And on the seventh, and the seventh time, I think they had to blow the trumpet. I know it was an equivalent of seven times. I think it was on the seventh day. I think they had to do it for seven days. On the seventh day, the wall fell flat. And this was a fortified wall. This wasn't just some flimsy wall that you could like likely push over. This wall was um, 
something that would have took some force for it to fall. But on the seventh time, on the seventh day, when they blew the trumpet, the wall fell flat. And I love to hear when Pastor Jensen Franklin talks about this because he goes to Jerusalem awesome. And he said every time he goes to that that area in, um, in Jericho, the wall, he said, the, the wall is still flat. <laughs> God is so amazing. He's truly amazing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't bow to the king's command that when um, certain instruments were played, the dulcimer, the harp, and the cornet, um, they were supposed, he had put out a decree that everyone would have to bow. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was not going to bow. And you know, for all of those who serve God in truth, there's always going to be um, a demon, um, a, a false brethren, or somebody, you know, to cause trouble or, you know, to, to try to make or expose when people are not trying to do what the devil wants them to do, but do what God wants them to do. So someone um, came by and told them, um, told the king that they wouldn't bow. And the king put them in the fiery furnace. And the word of God says, and he turned up the heat seven times hotter. So if you're in a situation, it seems like it's seven times hotter. Just know that God is in the heat with you. Because when King Nebuchadnezzar, when he came and looked in the fiery furnace, he said, didn't we put in three men? But I see four and the fourth one looks like the son of God. Good God from Zion. Is that not amazing? But he turned up the heat seven times hotter. My God. But when they came out, he had them brought out of the fiery furnace. The word of God says they didn't even smell like any smoke. The number seven. My, my, my. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that troubled him. And he was going to put all his soothsayers and the magicians and the astrologers. He was going to have them all killed because they couldn't discern or interpret what his dream meant. So they knew that Daniel had a special relationship with God. So Daniel was wise, but yet he was humble and he was meek. And he said, O king, live forever. And he prayed. He said, I will seek the Lord. And um, God has the interpretation of your dream. I don't have it. And I love that because God will interpret your dreams. He will let you know when you do have dreams. I'm a dreamer myself. So um, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and Daniel went and he sought the Lord. So, and then he let him know what his dream meant. And, and it didn't happen right away. The dream was a warning um, to Nebuchadnezzar. But he, God is amazing because he, he knows the ending from the beginning. He knows what we're going to do before we do it. So he told him the interpretation of the dream. And the word says, a year later, he was walking around in his palace and he made a declaration that all of this kingdom and all of this glory that I have, that he did it himself. And the word of God says immediately God spoke to him 
and told him that he would be in the League of the Beasts. And he grew, um, the word says eagle feathers, and he started to get claws. He became like a beast. And he was roaming around on all fours for seven years until the seventh year was up. And then he looked up to heaven and he acknowledged God and God restored him back to his former glory. But he understood now, He after seven years, like, okay. So he got that thing together and that blows my mind because you know his his servants and everyone in his um in his province or the people that was in his castle, you know, they were like, well, where is King Nebuchadnezzar? So they had to cover him and they had to um, hide the fact that the king was unavailable and he couldn't meet with anybody, couldn't meet with any dignitaries or anything because the word of God says he restored him back to his kingdom. So they had to cover him. They had to know that that was him out there roaming around, howling or whatever he was doing for seven years. That is amazing. But God got his attention. The number seven, my God, the Shulamite in the Bible, she um, came to the king and she cried for her land because she was in the land of the Philistines because there was a famine and she wanted her land back. And the king restored her back seven years. Her son, that God, um, the prophet had prophesied to her that she was going to have a son. He ended up dying. He kept, he screamed, my head, my head, my head. And the prophet um, put his mouth to his mouth, his eyes to his eyes, his whole, he laid on him and he prayed. And um, God restored him and he sneezed seven times. My God, the number seven. It's always been pivotal in my life. It's always been significant. It's always has been something for me to pay attention to. Now, the number seven may not be significant in your life. Um, If God deals with you with a certain number, pay attention to it. Because God deals with us in all kinds of ways. But it's up to us, you know, to ask, to seek, and to knock. Well... I think that's it for the number seven. I'm not going to continue to go on and on because I could, but the number seven is truly amazing. This is the seventh year for me being in California from Cincinnati, Ohio, where I was born and raised. I moved down here after my mom passed to continue to pursue my dream. So this is the year of completion for the end of a thing and for um, a new thing to emerge So I just want to encourage each and every one of you to stay focused, stay safe, stay prayerful. Okay. And each and every one of you that are over the age of 50, don't forget to take your B vitamins from niacin to B12 to riboflavin. Um, Make sure that you're just, you know, not depleted of your B vitamins. Because as we get older, you know, our bodies change. And it's been proven that every seven years, our taste buds change. You know, so with that being said, I want to thank you again for joining me for another segment of Two Points of View. And this is Pastor Rachel. Until next time, God bless.